Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 and AM 760 Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hey Wiley, Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing? You know, I, I would think that Armand would probably be the most happiest here today. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're spot on. And the reason is because we have a superstar at quarterback. For the oh first time my in my gosh. life, oh, we have a We can't really take Brandon's word for quarterback play. <laughs> what? Seriously, How? because you called Kenny Pickett a star. And I that guy sucks. I didn't call him a star. But I said it, he's better than Trubisky, which is true. No, he's not. And also, here's the thing. <laughs> Justin Fields is the most electric quarterback I have ever seen in my life. Not even wow. close. And when we take into consideration the bad quarterback play around the league, the Bears have a shot here because they have a legitimate dual threat at quarterback. I have never in my life, besides Lamar Jackson, seen an athlete with this, well, Michael Vick, with this kind of game-breaking speed. Every time he touches the football, he can score a touchdown. With his arm or with his legs, his decision-making is going to be terrible for a while because he needs reps, just yeah. like Josh Allen. Josh Allen was terrible year one. Year two, he started to show a little bit of signs. But this guy at quarterback, game-changer. Game-changer. Just like Trey Lance I, when he plays next year. We'll see. I mean, he <laughs> needs to stay focused. But but Fields, I mean, it, thank you for bringing that up, Jihei, because it's, it's a it's – a, change of uh, how you feel internally yeah. when your team has a quarterback. I mean, I have the best quarterback in the room now, guys. I mean, uh, it well, got let's, silent. Let's, 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 let's simmer down Stafford, that. <laughs> Stafford, I, yeah. I mean, I, I still think Stafford is better, to be fair, but I'm taking him over Daniel Jones, and I'm taking him over Jimmy G. The only reason why I disagree with you is because our line is finally like attempting to protect him. So, and I say attempting, I'm not saying that they're doing a great job, but like they're attempting to you know, protect Daniel Jones. And it's funny because now you hear Giants fans actually calling him that stupid nickname that some of them did. Dimes, Dimes, and, which I still will not call him that, by the way. He yeah. hasn't earned that yet to me. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's still six and one. Yeah. I mean, who, anybody six and one? Anybody six and no, one? No, but we should have beaten oh you guys. Oh my God. You guys okay. are not, okay. I don't believe okay. in you guys at all. To I be bet, I, at all. I, I bet on the Giants and I knew they would win. But at the same time, they're, I mean, I, look, I'm, you can, the Niners have not played good teams. And once they did, they got drilled. So I'm not saying the Niners are better than the Giants. But what I'm saying is the Giants are one and one against winning teams. They haven't played anybody. No one in the NFC East has played anybody. They're not good. They play each other. I, I think that's what's... And that's just my personal opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think the Cowboys are that good. I don't think the Giants are that good. And I don't even think the Eagles are as good I, as people I, I, I beg to dif differ only because anytime you play in a in interconference um, games... They're always going to be tough, man. It doesn't matter if your league is terrible like we were last season, yeah. which I totally agreed with everybody. I was NFC like, least. we called we called each other the NFC least last year. We were garbage. The whole entire league was garbage, except for Philly. Um, but if you play your if you play those guys that you play two times a year, yeah. it's always going to be rough. It's always going to be I, hard. I get what you're saying, but at the same time, this is why the Niners, even at three and four, and they suck this year. They lost to the Broncos, Bears, Falcons, and Chiefs. Right? They they suck right now. They do. 
they could still come out of the NFC. That's how bad it is this year. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's yeah. why they traded for Christian McCaffrey. They could literally, if they beat the Rams this weekend, they're 3-0 in the division. They're leading the division because I'm assuming the Seahawks will lose next weekend, although you never know. Geno's really yeah. good. That's how bad the NFC is. And yes, GA, GA has a point in the sense like the Giants, the the Cowboys, and the, and the Eagles are good in the NFC. But I'm just saying I don't think anybody in the NFC stands a chance against like even the Bengals right now. Bills Chiefs, of course, are in their own league, but the Bengals are even really good. I I just I can't get down with that. But the Bills and the and the Chiefs, though, I well, we saw agree that with the Niners that. got drilled by the Chiefs. Drilled. I mean, the Chiefs. And so Bills, you're comp- you're basically saying because the Niners are so great, and I'm using quote air quotes on this one, they're so great that like the Giants can't can't even keep up. Well, with the, the Niners the had no, no. The Niners had the first overall defense before that game against the Chiefs, and that just shows how good the Chiefs are. They just dominate. But again, the Niners didn't play anybody, so you know that's a phony elite defense until we see them the rest of the season. What I'm saying is it's early. The Giants are a good football team. Dable is the coach of the year right now over Pete Carroll by a little bit, in my opinion. Although that's close because Pete, they were supposed to finish last. The Giants have always had a good good roster the past couple of years, in my opinion. I just think they underperformed, um, and they had a bad coach. Judge was not a good coach. Well, we also were always hurt. I mean, out the gate, our O-line well, was hurt. Saquon and is stuff huge, like that. Yeah. right? Him being yeah. healthy completely changes the dynamic of your team. So, like, what I'm saying is, yes, the Giants are, are good, and the Eagles are good, and the Cowboys are good for the NFC, but I just don't see them being, like, as good – as their record, in my opinion. How about this? Uh, Bears plus eight thousand to win the division. Oh, plus five thousand now. Bad bet. So it's, it, the it Packers suck. The, the Lions are suck, gonna... and the Vikings are, are good. <laughs> Vikings are good. But yeah. there's one team to catch. That's the point. There's one team. <laughs> the Who's Packers are done. Hey, call it now. Who's winning the NFC West? They're uh, all like three and Seattle, four. and the Bears are winning the North. Seattle's winning I'm the NFC West. Bears come back. Is, wait, 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 wait. Seattle's winning the NFC West. I think I'm so. I'm writing that down. I don't know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I will bet you hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> that the Rams or the Forty Nineers. That the, the the Rams and forty one of those teams, the Rams or Forty Nine. Whoever wins this weekend is winning the NFC West. I, I have no idea to be Brandon, honest. Will you be at that game? I will not. Will not. Will not. I'm not. I'm game. sorry. I tried. I wanted to go, but two hundred and fifty dollars to sit in the nosebleeds and be in, in at SoFi Stadium, be in traffic to enter the stadium for like four hours. Yeah. No, sh- I'd rather watch it on TV. I I, I think like. Th- just the fact of getting in and getting out of that stadium, oh. that's that's the difficult part. If you don't have so parking, bad. like, God bless you. Like, take an Uber or get Uber dropped off or something. Uber and get dropped off, like, yeah. a mile away and walk. Yeah, like, I mean, that's the only way to, yeah, get into SoFi. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was so grateful to have a parking pass into SoFi oh, to yeah. go see a game because, like, that saves everything. But it's going to once again be a sea of red, you know, and you know yeah. this when you look at the prices of the tickets, right? Yeah. And so when they paid, when they played the Panthers, it was like $45 was the cheapest ticket. And like you said, Brandon, you know, nosebleed tickets are 250 yeah. Those aren't Rams fans. Those are San Francisco 49ers fans. So it will once again be a sea of red, a must win game. I mean, listen, for both teams, I think whoever wins this game, not really going out not going out on a limb, will win the division. No knock on Seattle, but I, I, I don't think Gino uh, is going to But that be. does seem like a knock on Seattle. Okay, say, you want to see? Okay. I, I don't think even the, the staunchest Seahawks fan thought this team was going to win the division. They have a star running back and a star quarterback, and I can't believe I'm saying star those two quarterback? things. Star quarterback? Well, I think Gino's been playing I think like Pete a star. Carroll, that staff has gotten the most out of a guy And a who star head a, coach. 
star, star head coach star head and a star coach. running back and an MVP candidate in GA no, but Gino, but he's not a star by any means. He's really good, and Pete Carroll gets the most out of him. But Kenneth Walker is that guy. That's their thing defensively. Besides their rookie Tariq, uh, is it Wood, Wooden? Who's who? A lot of people think should win uh, defensive rookie of the year instead of Sauce Gardner, but Sauce is a bigger name, obviously. Love that name. Um, yeah, it's a great. And he's great. Talk about the Jets. What a trade they made yesterday. We'll get into that, but. Um, no, the Seahawks, dude, they lost 27 to, to 7 against the 49ers, and they're going to lose to the Rams, and they're going to lose to the 49ers again. Like, that's why, and I hate to say it, maybe they beat the 49ers, but they're not going to beat the Rams. I got Seattle. They listen, they're, they're number one in the division. Not a great division this season. So, I mean, I, I beg I don't, to differ. Watch. Watch. Have, when we get down, when we get you, down. What will the winning team in the division have? I mean, who, 11 whoever, wins. Oh, 11 wins. Well, yeah, I agree. And the thing is, they have the most incredible home field. And when they're good, it's going to feed into that. Just, we'll, we'll see it this weekend. They play the Giants. It'll be a great yeah, game. Yeah, that will be yeah. a great game. They're going to lose the Seahawks, I think. I think the Giants, I mean, I, even though I think I think they're a bit overrated, I think Seattle's also a little bit overrated. I think the Giants will beat that them. That entire conference is so fascinating because there is not one yeah. top team And that's team why I'm there. saying it's early. Like last yeah. year, uh, we can say, oh, the NFC yeah, West sucks. Don't tell me the Chicago well, Bears are in okay. the so <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Wait, you wait, never wait. know. <laughs> it's wide open. It is. And if we do have a star at quarterback, that's the biggest game, God, game changer in the sport. How is he a star? The Let me ask Jihei this. She How loves the futures, right? So, I mean, this is a beautiful futures market because there is no clear-cut team, yeah. right? There's no clear-cut winner. So, And there's some long odds for teams that, that would not shock me to win the whole thing. Um, so I'll pull the, the features what? up momentarily, but I mean, I love it when you have long odds and the division and the conference is wide open. And but Chicago the problem is chance. the problem is Vegas <laughs> always like knows the 49ers will kind of figure it out. So the odds on them to win the Super Bowl are still like. 1200 and yeah, it's so like what, come what, on what, what, odds what, on them to win the the Super Bowl right now who? um a court uh San Francisco, San Francisco um according to Caesars plus 1600 that's a great bet Okay. Mm. That's a great bet because of the roster. Now, they aren't playing well, but yeah. the roster is Super Bowl ready. But then again, you're betting on Jimmy Garoppolo's Do you remember what the futures was for the Giants when they won the two Super Bowls? Oh, you know, like when we were both wild so low, right? Yeah, it had, had to, to be. be low. I think that's why the futures market is kind of fun. That could happen this year. Yeah. I really don't think the Eagles are. Everyone says they're going to the Super Bowl. I don't think in a playoff game they're beating the Rams, who have experience, or the 49ers. If we think about it, yes, the NFC West sucks right now. This is early in the season. The Rams still f- face the for- the 49ers in the NFC Championship last last yeah. year. They're, they were still the two best teams, and it's early. I think we have to see the Rams. Yes, they have offensive line issues. The Niners, yes, they can't beat really good teams, and they lose to very bad teams, and that's a problem. But it's still early. Anyway, both teams in Los Angeles cannot stay healthy. I mean, I like yeah. every single well, the week. That was going to be my argument. Yeah. That was going to be my argument. Is that like the Rams just can't stay healthy? And I talked to Fernando about this, and I was like, and I don't know if this is a problem, but he said no one's talked about it. Like, is the turf at SoFi a, a problem? I mean, I think I, it's no, it wasn't last year though. It wasn't, but I mean, they they they, they did change the, the turf, but I don't know. I think it's everywhere. It could be the because NFL. the 49ers guy uh, Mosley, he caught the pick six in Carolina, and then he tears his ACL a couple drives later. Everyone's like tearing their ACL. Brees Hall tore his ACL. 
know yeah, but that could also that could also just be because like maybe not enough reps or what, whatever that you know what I mean. Like the, sometimes those ACLs and MCL injuries are flukes. But they're it's, not it, like it's happening a lot more. But this when season. your leg or your feet gets caught in the turf, I always look for that. By the way, another unique uh, thing when we talk about Vegas and the line, something happened last night that doesn't happen too often. Generally, Vegas gets it pretty close, right? Uh, Patriots were favored by close to nine, if not nine, eight and a half, I think. If you come, I mean, they don't. They normally don't get it wrong by like twenty eight points. So again, not only did Chicago win, they won, go win away. So again, gee, I mean, you can probably count on one hand the number of times like it's that that off where yeah. a team's favored by nine but loses by two touchdowns or something. So kudos to your uh, Chicago Bears. We're a good football team. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's gonna take Vegas a little while to catch up because we're we're nine and a half and point that's underdogs always the again. Fun, the fun times, you know, two of the best runs that I've ever had was the greatest show on turf, the Rams, where, where people were like, this isn't going to continue. And I'm like, I think it kind of will. And when Pete Carroll and USC, those both of those teams like covered like 20 games in a row. And so we'll see what happens here. But like to, to your point, it takes Vegas a while because for them right now, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it will, but by the time it does, like you've won like 10, 10 bets in a row. There's money line this weekend. Let's this do is it. Wide, this is a great, you're right, this is a great season for betters. Yeah. All, all around, because the AFC, yes, we say the Bills and the Chiefs are in their own class, and they are in the NFL, but we saw last year one game, the Bengals beat them in one game right mm-hmm. it, it one game it's all it takes and like we could be sitting here I, I it's crazy to say like the giants may go on a run or any team i'm just saying the giants for example and win the super bowl you just don't know this year will it is it possible yes like this is the first year where i'm saying like literally anybody can come out of the nfc afc is a little tougher but still anything can happen like lamar could get hot and the ravens could go you, you don't know and guys we have some time to talk about this but i do not know who to root for in this upcoming World Series. Obviously, I hate Houston. I can't root for Houston, so that's not Philadelphia. happening. Oh, Philly I hate day. Philadelphia, too, though. So, uh, I mean, I guess uh, the lesser Philly didn't cheat. That is true. So, <laughs> go Philadelphia, go cheesesteaks, but, yeah. I'm the opposite on that. See, I like the fact, just like the Patriots, when everybody says, oh, you're a cheater, you're a cheater, they um, did cheat. Obviously, it was but they terrible. Came back and but you come back, and you're sticking it in everybody's face, yeah. and you're saying, we're doing it the right way this time. I, I respect mm, that. They I also have that. a different coach who I... Who I'm not going to lie. I do love and I, yeah, and I want him to win a, a ring. But yeah, I mean, Philly hasn't been relevant since what? 2009? 2009. <laughs> like, 10, yeah, yeah. 10. So yeah, I mean, go Philly. Not man. only that, like the Phillies, I respect their fans more after they were yelling DUI at Azuna. But <laughs> he's, a, he's an aw- He's not a good person, you know, from I mean, I don't know him personally, but based on his actions, don't don't love the guy. Don't love that he was able to come back immediately after a DUI and domestic violence and stuff like that. And, you know, I respect him for calling him out and he struck out like four times in that series. So, you know, as much as I I like this Phillies run, the Phillies are gonna win because Dusty chokes like every single year. He's been to like seven World Series. He's lost every single I one. I Giants yeah. as well. That's yeah. right. He's lost like every single one. And I hate to say it. I like him as a I person. I like and, I, and think about this. Only Bregman and Altuve, right? And Gurriel on that team. Oh, yeah. That's totally, totally, totally new team, right? Totally new team. So like, I, who cares? Like they have, they have really fun players. And I love to see Jordan Alvarez be... The World Series MVP because literally the Dodgers traded oh, him for a bag of so chips. Bag yeah. of, a middle reliever, like middle five reliever. Years ago literally, did you hear the story? It was like they were asking the Dodgers. I don't know if that was Coletti or Friedman. You have to look it up. I don't know exactly. It was in the middle of that time, but it was 
it was like, oh, we want Alvarez. And they were like, oh, we'll give you Alvarez, uh, the, the other Alvarez. They had two Alvarez's in the organization. They're like, no, we want the, <laughs> the lefty hitter Alvarez. And they're like, well, we kind of like him, but okay, we'll give him to you. Oh, and now he's oh like the gosh. one of the best players in baseball. This is a typical, I mean, they're, it's crazy. They're generally good with these kinds of things, though, right, Brandon? Yes, or, but they've but, given up a lot yeah, of good players. 100%. But they also make something out of nothing for a lot I of players, I will say too. when they've given up a ton of prospects for a star player, that, that usually works out for them but yeah. the, that i mean this one's playing also, out terribly something terribly. i love about baseball and i'll go to my grave defending mlb being the best playoffs over nhl over what? march madness absolutely because, not but hold on hold on hold on, hold on, hold on. You're on hold that on, like because, island by hold yourself. on hold on because because the phillies yeah. barely got in new playoff format mm-hmm. and it's one of the only it's probably the only sport in my opinion i know nhl sometimes they do it last year with the Bengals, they did it but they literally are going to win the World Series just on getting hot at the right time. The NHL, that is such a... But, hey, dude, on this. there is no... There is no such, you know why the NHL is great? There is no such thing as parody. You just have no your goalie against hot. Colorado, Colorado, Colorado was the best team all when year. The Kings so, won, when the Kings won the Cup, remember, in 2012... They got in on the last day, the last seed. Jonathan Quick played out yes. of his mind, and they won the Same Stanley Cup Same thing with the Royals. Final. Same thing with the Giants in their okay, three championships. I'm saying it happens more it often happens more in hockey. hockey. Really? I think Absolutely. it happens more in baseball. Uh, but that's a fact. I think, well, we can look, look it up. It for sure happens a lot in hockey. Does yeah. It? Okay. You won two Super Bowls like that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all. I still feel like there is, to a certain extent, in football, there's definitely, you have to make those adjustments, right? Like the Rams did last season as far as certain players getting, um, certain players getting hurt and certain, you have to like yeah. replace those players, yeah. right? With That they did with um, OBJ and stuff like that. So um, that definitely comes into play, making those adjustments. But yeah, as far as, far as like parity is concerned in the NHL. Okay, NHL and MLB are there. It is, okay. it is and first of all, I'm, I will go. I will go to my grave saying NCAA March Madness, the best playoffs. Yeah, it's one and done. That's the best, right? Yes, absolutely. One and done. One game and you're out. I think it's fixed. Are you insane? How, how did Duke and North Carolina all of a sudden get to the, the final four? You're and joking, right? <laughs> With Paolo Bancaro, Mr. Mr. Oh, he's only a top seven we player. We need to get Brandon's official take on Paolo, by the way. Paolo, okay. It's been so, a lot of. Okay, let's, I'll give you my official take. One, best players from the draft. I'll stay. I'll stick to it. Jaden Ivey, one. Keegan Murray, two. Jabari Smith, three. Matherin, four. Paolo, five. That's what I'll say. That's, I can So, again, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how the Lakers improve, and this is the segue here because yeah. we're giving you some uh, a little bit of a hard time. Do you remember what grade you gave the Lakers? And their off for season? the off season. Oh my gosh! Of course, you're going after me. I gave it an A, <laughs> an A, right? Like, I'm just curious because you know more about this game than yeah, like a so lot of people. What I, what the, made you give them? What made what you give them that grade? Because they have the second best defense in the league. I kind of I All didn't right, know hey, I didn't know their a, offense yeah. would be this okay. bad, but I think Rob actually everyone. So they're doing about, what you had hoped for d- defensively. Oh, absolutely, and that's I think, huge. No, I think everyone point. Kendrick Perkins is like, oh, Rob, what did he do with this roster? Like Kendrick Dunn was a 39 percent three point shooter. Can they fix the offense? I think that they can. Yes, but okay. but they they need to do it through a trade. I don't know when it's going to yeah. happen, but probably as soon as this week, Westbrook is gone. I don't think he can keep rolling them out there at the same time when you look at the roster construction of this team i think rob with the limited resources because of the westbrook deal did a great job lonnie walker's really good right like kendrick nunn was a 39 percent three-point shooter how did he know he would go oh for 30 right or like that sounds like a second Patrick, story for the uh, 
Sporting Tribune because Brandon, the first thing you said, if they can improve the defense, they have a chance. And listen, they, they really will. should be two and one. Yeah, I know you're not. You're not going to agree. No, <laughs> but they know. really should be two and one hear because no one's talking about the defense because they're zero and three. You, but they really should you be two and one. You want to hear a hot take? They, if they literally trade Westbrook for any of those deals, they're a championship contender. Whoa. Championship contender. All you need take. is a top five, you, top five defense. You're going to be in the mix. From your mouth to God's ear. Here we go. Championship. I would love that. I want to get that text, the Shams bomb, the Woj bomb, whoever's bomb is going to be. Get Westbrook off. Get the Westbrook team. off the team. And any move that they make is going to be good. It's it, it, you're going to improve yourself 100. percent It seems like with any trade though, right now, I I think the Lakers are the only real desperate team in the NBA in terms of like changing oh, their sure. roster. Like Charlotte, San Antonio, all the teams that they're rumored to be trading with. Who knows what they want to do? Charlotte's why they want Spurs Josh Richardson? I don't know. You're not supposed to be this but desperate, like, but the Lakers are 100. percent They are, but it's like three games into the season, and they're like. We can't continue with this. We, we deserve to suck if we trade for Josh Richardson. I, I don't know what, like, again, the Spurs, are they trying to, we know that they like to tank, but, like, if you're rolling, do you just keep rolling, like, until you're not? I think teams are going to want to tank. When you talk about, A, who the top player yeah. is, and then, to be honest, who the top two players are, uh, yes, they will tank. And by the way, Rob will give up more than he should. He may give up two first-round picks to make this trade happen. But we'll talk about this, that some more when we come back. When we come back with Dave Smith. When we come back on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, the fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Sporting Tribune guest hotline right now and join our friend, the sports god himself, Dave Smith. Dave, how are you? I'm good, Arash. What's up? Dave, we knew the Lakers were not going to be a great shooting team. I don't think anyone thought that they would be historically bad. Uh, 20% from three through the first three games of the season. Uh, this is a bigger train wreck than I think we even thought. Uh, your thoughts so far? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This, this, this is awful so far. Russell Westbrook has been, uh, just over the last two games, is absolutely awful. And, uh, well, how much, um, I think it all, it all boils down to that, that trade that they made when they got Russell Westbrook uh, uh, last summer. Ross, you and I both said that was an awful trade at the time. Wouldn't you like to have KCP and uh, Kyle Kuzma back right now on that number one draft pick and even Montrez Harrell for, for that awful Russell Westbrook trade that? Uh, they served me a lot better if they hadn't made that deal for Westbrook. And uh, I, I tell you what, uh, for everybody who feels sorry for LeBron or uh, said LeBron should go off, LeBron should uh, be upset with Palenka, and they're ruining the last couple of years of his career, uh, he's the one that's going to be looking in the mirror because he made that Westbrook Westbrook trade and he forced it along with Clutch. And they, this is what they wanted and this is what they get. Yeah, I mean, Dave, I mean, when you look at what, what they could have had, I mean, if they had just stood pat and said, hey, listen, uh, it was a short off season. We won the championship prior to LeBron going down and um, KD going down. 
the best team in the league, according to Vegas. Um, and again, you know, if, if this team, and, and not just this season, if, uh, if a year ago they had Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Harold, Caruso, that first-round pick, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just the fact that Rob Polinka, Dave, got a four-year contract extension, like if you're going to do that, just find a way to keep that, that, that a secret because it just looks terrible. It looks awful. <laughs> yeah, and... Um... You know, and for everybody who wants to fire Palenka and blaming him, uh, I said this is probably the first year where we can say, okay, uh, if things don't go well, it's on him because he hasn't been in charge until now. LeBron and Clutch have been running that front office and and had authority, been making deals, and had final say. And uh, this is really the first year, from what I understand, that Palenka uh, actually had the authority to make trades and actually could could do maybe some of the things that he wanted to do. So uh, I think a lot of blame goes goes to management as well and ownership for not standing up to LeBron and Clutch and not telling them no and and for, for and for giving them the authority to make deals. Yeah. And Dave, I wanted to ask you about the Dodgers. There's been a lot of speculation that they are going to go after Aaron Judge um, amidst the Yankees, you know, uncertainty. They lost, obviously got swept, very disappointing for New York Yankee fans. Um, what what are their chances for Aaron Judge? And do you expect them to pursue that more than Trey Turner this offseason? Mm. Well, I guess I think their chances are pretty good if they're willing to outspend anybody. To get, how much is it going to take to get judged? We think, what, well, maybe $500 million, $400? Uh, I'd say at least four, right? Maybe 500 depending on how many years you want to go. And uh, despite the fact that he was horrible in this offseason, especially terrible in postseason, excuse me, and terrible in that Houston series, but I, I would say pretty good. It depends on how high they're willing to go and how much they're willing to spend. Uh, so, so, and by the way, should we start calling him uh, Aaron Kershaw now, the way he played in the postseason? Maybe that's what we should be calling Aaron Judge. Yeah. Uh, Dave, uh, your your thoughts this Sunday? Big uh, champ, uh, big game in the division. It's the San Francisco 49ers against the Rams. Expected to be another 49ers pro crowd. I mean, it's certainly when you look at the cheapest tickets going for two fifty, those are San Francisco fans. Obviously, uh, I mean, listen, I, I I don't think I'm going out on a big limb by saying whoever wins this game is going to win the division. Your thoughts on this game on on Sunday? Well, I like the 49ers in that game, despite the fact they got blown out and looked awful in that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, uh, both both teams are struggling, in particular my 49ers, Arash, and uh, I, I love the McCaffrey trade. Uh, I'm just wondering if Kyle Shanahan is going to be the right coach for him because what he had only 10 touches last Sunday and then Debo only had six touches. So I'm not a big fan of Shanahan. I don't think he's a great coach, and it'll be interesting to see how he handles all this talent here. Yeah, and Dave, just moving on from that, I, I wanted to ask you about um, Brandon Ayuk and his ascension as like this wide receiver one, right? After you pay Debo, is that more attributed to Kyle Shanahan getting him, in, getting him involved, Jimmy Garoppolo throwing him the ball? I mean, it seems like at this point, Kyle Shanahan, if this team doesn't go to at least the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl, there's got to be serious questions. This is the best roster they've had since at least 2019, and some would argue since 2012 when they lost in the Super Bowl. Am I wrong, Dave? Well, absolutely. This roster is very good. The defense, uh, despite what happened on Sunday against Kansas City, is very good. And yeah, now look at all the weapons with McCaffrey and Ayub, as you mentioned, and Debo. And you know, if, if Garoppolo's not throwing the ball to the other team, th- this team should be a lot better than they are. And yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, Shanahan should be on the hot seat if this continues this season. And 
you know, like like we've said before, I can't think of any other uh, coach in NFL history that's pretty much single-handedly responsible for two Super Bowl losses with two different franchises uh, with the Falcons and the 49ers. Dave, uh, I am a fan of the Chicago Bears, and for the first time in my life, I believe that we have a quarterback. I really do. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts on Justin Fields and where you think the Bears are headed. You know, I was a fan of Justin Fields when he came out of college at Ohio State, and I think he has a, an unbelievable amount of talent. And uh, boy, I, and and you as a fan of the Bears would probably agree with me. I think uh, he he has just been handled horribly uh, by by the previous coaching staff and by the new coaching staff. But I, I think finally they've realized um, what they have here. When you watch them last night against the against the New England Patriots, um, uh, th- th- this is a guy. And uh, Luke Getzey, the offensive coordinator, I think. It's it's finally dawned on him what he has here. He's he's not a guy that should sit back in the pocket and go through his progressions and take big hits all the time. You got to get use his legs. He's a great athlete. Get him out. Get him on the outside. Uh, get him on the move and make plays on the run like he did last night. And he was great running the ball and throwing. I think he ran it as much as he threw it last night. Rushed for eighty three yards. So I, I I think finally they've decided we've got a great athlete here with a good arm and we need to get him out of the pocket and move him again. Throw on the run here and won the ball himself yeah dave um i i couldn't agree with you more that he is definitely a great athlete but um i want to switch over to um back to the nfc um specifically the nfc east and the nfc west um i am a huge giants fan we are six and one which i never thought that that was ever going to happen um I want to hear your thoughts on the NFC East division and who's going to come out of that. Is it a hundred percent Philly? Are you like thinking maybe even giants get the, that wild card option and are able to uh, maybe make the playoffs and go a little further and NFC West. I mean, it's, it's a nightmare in there right now. Um, Who do you think is coming out of there? Well, what a great story the Giants are. What, what, six and one, I think they are right now. Brian Dayball, uh, who they got from the Buffalo Bills, the offensive coordinator after last season. Uh, but what, what a tremendous job he's done. I think there's no question he's NFL Coach of the Year. I, I guess you got to go Eagles to win the division. Uh, but certainly at six and one, the Giants are going to be a wild card. Uh, going to be a wild card team. Um, and in the West. I, I, I want to say my 49ers, <laughs> but uh, as, as, as little confidence as I have in Kyle Shanahan, I still got to go with them uh, you know, after the McCaffrey. Did. You look at those, you look at McCaffrey, Ayub, and, and Debo on offense and, and that defense they have, that this should be an elite National Football League team. Dave, what's what's your thoughts on the Clippers? It seems like uh, you know they they're doing load load management pretty you know the first few games of the season. Kawhi is coming off the bench. John Wall, not surprising, we we knew that would come off the bench. Uh, the Clippers are two and one, but really have not looked great through the first few games of the season. Your thoughts on them? Well, I like this Clippers team. I know we both like them a lot. I like the depth and I like the talent of this team, and uh, I, I guess. I guess I'm too old school here, but I hate this load management stuff and minutes restrictions. And, you know, Kawhi's healthy and ready to go. He should be starting and playing, you know, as he normally would. And don't you think um, 
Don't you think it makes him more prone to injuries with minutes restrictions and like if he plays a few minutes and comes out and plays a few minutes and comes out and, you know, uh, warms up and then gets cold on the bench over there? Uh, I I don't know. I I guess these doctors know what they're doing, but uh, (laughs) I hate the load management and the minutes restrictions. And, you know, now now there's something called burst management. Remember that when Zion came back from the injury a couple of years ago, every time he made a strong move to the basket or or, or push hard, um, uh, they called it burst management and they took it right out of the game this is ridiculous and i couldn't agree more dave i mean Kawhi leonard hasn't looked great his first two games i know he's coming off of an injury but i look at look you can attribute this as bad as the lakers are anthony davis is out there he's trying to play every single game and that's going to pay dividends for the lakers long term if he can play the multitude of games this season if Kawhi leonard miss only plays 50 games the Clippers are going to have a serious problem as good as I think they are. Like, I don't like load management at all. I don't think it prepares you. It ruins momentum. I completely agree with you. And I hate to say it, but if your body isn't sustained for an 82 game season, you shouldn't play basketball. I hate to say it. At the end of the day, I know he's coming off of an injury and you can, I think they should play him every game, but limit the minutes to start the season instead of just giving him the quote injury rehabilitation off day. But I wanted to ask you, Dave, about the Pelicans. They look good. Zion's hurt. He's out tonight. But is this team as good as we thought? Because I know before the season, we both said they could be sneaky contenders with Herb Jones on defense with, you know, Trey Murphy taking another leap. Obviously, Zion Williamson, Jonas Valanciunas, Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. It seems like this team is stacked. The West is stacked. Where what is your outlook for this team if Zion can stay healthy? I love this Pelicans team. I think they're championship contenders. When you when you look at that starting lineup, as you said, if healthy, you look at Brandon Ingram. I guess who's in concussion protocol and probably won't play tonight. But you, you look at that starting lineup with Valanciunas and Ingram and uh, and Zion and Herb Jones and CJ McCollum. That, that's a damn good team. And, and you look at the depth and the bench on that team. Absolutely, I think, I think the Pelicans are championship contenders. And by the way, did you watch that game the other night? Where they're two and zero, and then they lost it in overtime by one point to Utah the other night. This is, again, the modern NBA. I don't know if you guys saw it, but Pelicans are up one. Uh, they're coming right down to the end of overtime. Kelly Olenek gets the ball for the Jets. He, he got the ball up the top of the key. He ran four and a half steps without dribbling and scored and won the game. I, I know they legalized traveling around 20 years ago, but my God, did you guys see that play? He, he looked like an Olympic sprinter running, running down there. That's about as flagrant a traveling call as I've ever seen that they didn't make. It's funny that you mentioned that, Dave, because that was actually going to be my next question. Yes, I did see that play. Olenek definitely got away with the travel. The biggest, yeah. the biggest surprise to me early in this season is the two teams that at least I expected to be at the very bottom of the standings, the Spurs and the Jazz, and they are a combined six and two. And honestly, they both look like really, really legitimate. They look good. Um, What do you think is the outlook for them this season with the Spurs and the Jazz? It'll be interesting to see if this can hold up uh, throughout the course of the season, how good they really are. But yeah, that, I think the Blazers are 4 0 too, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Uh, kind of a surprise. But but the Jazz, uh, you, you look at, the, they got rid of uh, uh, Bogdan Bionovich, uh, Bogdanovich, excuse me, uh, Donovan Mitchell, one of the best players in the NBA, Rudy Gobert, uh, uh, O'Neal. They, it looked like they were just setting up the tank. And uh, maybe to get Victor Webinyamba in the uh, number one of the draft next year. And here they are at three and one. Uh, and, and sitting on a stockpile of draft picks. I think Danny Ainge has made, made a lot of good moves in the offseason. I think they, they, they've got 
number one picks uh, an unbelievable amount coming up in the next couple of years. And yeah, I, I, I like the direction of this franchise. And I think Ains was smart. As good as those guys are, what was the ceiling on this team? They went out in the first round last year. I just they were going to be a you know a, a decent team and a playoff team every year. But I guess uh, if they're in the business of winning championships, he wanted to do a complete rebuild and an overhaul. Yeah, I mean, Dave, I think the league is going to have to really look at the number of teams that are going to try to tank. And I guess the surprising thing is some teams that we thought were going to tank have been playing pretty good to start the uh, year. Nobody's right? tanking right no, now. No one's tanking, at least for the, the first three games. <laughs> Except they don't have their pick. That's the problem. They yeah, don't have their pick. So. I love the memes. Draft one Benyama for the Pelicans. Oklahoma City might be tanking. Oklahoma City stealth yeah. tanking. Uh, but Dave, I mean, what do you think? I mean, again, I saw Victor in Vegas. I, what a physical oh, yeah. specimen he is! Your thoughts oh, on this, this upcoming draft? Yeah, and by the way, I thought uh, uh, Adam uh, Pinocchio, Adam Silver, he insisted there's no such thing as tanking. It doesn't exist in the NBA. That's that's what Adam Silver has always said. That's a guy in complete denial there. But, yeah, I've been watching Victor Wembanyama play uh, for the last couple of years. And when when he just turned 16, they released a video of him working out with Rudy Gobert. And the kid looked great. And what is he, a Ross? Seven foot five. And there's never been... Seven four, seven five, and and I think he's still eighteen years old. There's never been anybody his size that can run and jump and shoot threes, and uh, he's a catch and shoot guy from threes. He has an unbelievable shooting touch, and he can get up and down the court. He has good hands. He has good feet. He can finish at the rim. There's never been a guy his size who can do what he can do. LeBron said it uh, the other day. The league's never seen anything like this kid. And, I guess the only question is how he's really skinny and you just wonder if his body can hold up over an 82 game NBA season and health wise. But if he stays healthy, I don't think the league's ever seen anything like this kid. And now Ross, you saw him play in person. What did you think? Incredible. I mean, and not only that, Dave, I saw him around the hotel and casino and just, again, he's never going to be built. Right. But I mean, just I've, I've never seen someone who looks like that physically. And then when you watch him on the court, Dave, the outside shot, his ability to go to the rim. I mean, what he could do offensively, defensively, you know, when I first heard about him, I was like, okay, well, I mean, you know, that's a lot of hype. He lived up to the hype. I mean, the way he played in Vegas was, I mean, he just lived up to the hype. It was incredible. It was awesome. And the timing defensively, Arash, the way he can come from the weak side and block shots, and uh, uh, he's way advanced beyond his years of his knowledge of the game. And the timing defensively, the rebounding, the way he can throw the outlet pass, and and you know, of course, at seven foot four, he's going to be good around the rim and get a lot of dunks. But the catch and shoot, I mean, he's he's not just a set shooter from the outside. He catches the ball and shoots jump shots from the outside, and then pulls up and shoots jumpers. He's it's unbelievable watching him. Yeah, and even from the corner too, Dave. I mean, you could he can yeah. he, he can connect from the corner. Uh, it's just his overall game is ridiculous. Yeah, incredible. And it's really amazing how many good players have been coming out of France lately as well. I think they won the silver. They beat us in the, in the first round of the Olympics in Tokyo. And uh, then they made it to the championship game and lost to us, our NBA All-Star Dream Team in the finals. So there's a lot of good players coming out of France these days, Rudy Gobert and, and others. And this kid is this kid is special. Uh, I, uh, well, I, the, the league better get ready if he stays healthy about what he's going to do. He and the team, I think the team that gets him 
is an instant contender no matter who it is. Yeah, yeah I, I agree, Dave. Uh, you mentioned shooting, so I want to pivot back to the Lakers really quickly. In terms yeah. of if, if we're looking at what has surprised you the most, either positively or negatively, uh, player-wise, without mentioning LeBron, Davis, or Westbrook, what would you say about uh, the Laker player that has surprised you the most? <laughs> Well, I think Lonnie Walker's pretty good. Um, you know, I, I have a little hope there. He looks like a pretty good player. So uh, I think positively, if there's any positives to take out of this, I think he's pretty good. Uh, uh, I, I think another surprise is uh, I, I, was a, I, I was a big fan of Darvin Ham. I, I, I liked him as an assistant in Milwaukee. Um, I loved him at his initial press conference and the way he talked and what he wanted to do with his franchise. But uh, that, that, his coaching against Portland was awful. If you guys watched the end of that game, how, how do you, you're up two with what, 15, 16 seconds left. How do you not run a double team and a second defender at Damian Lillard? Uh, how, how do you let him go one-on-one and pull up and make an easy three-point shot like that? And why wasn't Pat Beverly guarding him? I mean, isn't that why they brought him in? Uh, he's a defensive specialist, a defensive of stopper and you don't have him guarding uh, Dame in that situation and you don't want a double team no second defender I, you've got to take the ball out of his hands I would say anybody but him if I were the coach anybody but him I bet beat me yeah I mean the one good thing Dave and maybe Brandon can chime yeah. in here is they have been playing better defensively I mean and what 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 could happen here though is if they continue to lose um, they, they may stop caring but at least through three games Brandon they've been what top five defense in the league yeah yeah they're second um, and actually they're their first of teams through three games. So they're first in defense of teams through three games. Milwaukee's first in defensive rating, but they've only played two games until yeah. today. And, you know, the Lakers are by far the worst offense through three games in the last 10 years. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's wild. I, look, Palinka, yes, roster construction, whatever. Kendrick Nunn was a 39% three-point shooter. Yeah. How are we supposed to know he's going to go 0 for like 10 to start the year, right? Patrick Beverly, 38% three-point shooter. How do we know? That's not on Rob. That's yeah. on them. That's on the players. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think at some point the Lakers have to look to make a move, you know, in, in terms of it. I mean, if they can continue to be a top 10 defense, the goal for them is to find a way to be at least in the top half of the league offensively, which they can be. Russell Westbrook has to go at some point in time. I think we're all sort of waiting for that moment where we get that Shams bomb or Woj bomb or something. I think any kind of move where he's no longer a part of this team will help this team. It'll at least be an addition by subtraction there. Uh, Dave, you're the best. We're, we're going to do it again next week. Um, we'll see what happens this Sunday, right, with the uh, Rams and 49ers. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother got smoked by Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.